0: school Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the 610 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollahan, Back here on this Sunday evening, recapping what was a two game, two games in a row, um, big time wins by the Philadelphia Flyers, starting off in Minnesota, where the Flyers pretty much, I mean... I think took Minnesota from a emotional standpoint. I don't want to say entirely out of the season, but it's going to be tough to recover from after being up three one, trying to get some, um, trying to get a playoff point out of it. And um, unfortunately, Joel Farabee, unfortunately for the Minnesota Wild, Joel Farabee had something to say about that as the Flyers were able. To erase what was a three to one deficit in the third, come back and win it no tee. A tremendous job um, by the Fly Guys, and another example of some great mental toughness, which is so important to have. And and even as a young team, you got to be mentally tough. And I think that's something that you know you heard Joel Furby mention it post game. He said. I feel like last year we, you know, would have these periods where we'd go down in games and we just could never get back up. And I think, you know, that's what's different between the Flyers team last year and the Flyers team this year. So I think that's a great quote by Farabian and even as a younger player, he could still see that. And I think that's um, a good thing to to see and to notice um, out of out of him, and and I think the whole team will has the guys that have been there from last year to this year, I think they noticed that um as well, and when you think about you know what's changed, you think about the um you know the departures and some of the guys they've gotten back, and I think some guys that they've you know added smaller moves here and there I think have been a huge role, also perhaps um a certain uh young prospect having his doubts about wanting to come here and play with these guys has had something to do with that. As well, so the Flyers trailed, like I said, down three to one, just four and change into the third. Um, but they would erase it. Tyson Forrester, um, you know, got one in to make it three two, and then Owen Tippett able to find the back of the net on a um, on, on a play set up by Jamie Drysdale, who picked up his second point as a Flyer, and Tippett now with 15 goals on the season. Starting to get a uh, starting to get a little hot here as we um, move through the month of January and then an OT. A beautiful, beautiful shot by Igor Zamula. They gave him space. He took it and he fired one right, um, right into uh, on net and Joel Fair would be able to get his stick in the way and knock it through and the Flyers would win four to three. A brilliant win by the Flyers. A- Gutsy win by the Flyers, um, and a terrific, terrific job, especially on the road. Now, John Tortorella said post-game last night after the win against the Winnipeg Jets that the Flyers players didn't get to the hotel room until 3, didn't get to bed until 3, and it was a quick turnaround the next day in Winnipeg. You're without Sean Couturier, you're without Jamie Drysdale, but the leadership would come back again as Cam Atkinson, who has gone on a twenty-plus game streak without scoring, ended it on two goals, um, one on the power play, which was big, obviously. But you know, I think um, I definitely think he caused a lot of havoc the entire night. He was, you know, getting opportunities and he just stuck with it, which I think is something that you know we haven't seen Atkinson be able to. Put himself in position too much to get some shots on net, but we got to see a lot of that last night, and he was able to put two in there. Almost had three, almost had a Hattie off of the uh, empty netter, just couldn't get it to um to bank off the uh, the wall like he wanted to. But uh, but two there for Atkinson, big two goals, and the Flyers take their first two out of three on this road trip. Now I thought what was big though. And the most important part, in my opinion, was the third period that the Flyers, and I say this a lot to a lot of my friends, um, you know, that follow hockey and I say to them, listen, we play really hard the first 45 minutes. We I mean, we play hard, I think, mostly 60 minutes of every game. But we play hard and we focus. You know, we're not thinking too much for the first 45 minutes. Once we get to about 15 minutes left to go, in, in in a game, that's when things go haywire, and that's when you see other teams start to chip away, and that's when the Flyers ultimately lose their lead and um, and ultimately lose the game. But that didn't happen against one of, if not the arguably best team in the NHL, the Winnipeg Jets, and won a night by Sam Arison. 35 for 35 in save opportunities Was Sam Arison? He stood on his head the entire game and did a terrific job. And even when the Flyers um, were down two men in the final couple minutes, he did a great job. um, You know, coming up with the big saves when he needed them. He was brilliant. I thought that he, you know, was very much earning, excuse me, of the um, number one you know, player of the game status, uh, for sure. I mean, Cam Atkinson, who had a great night scoring, ultimately, I think it was a little bit, um, you know, put on the back burner because of how well Sam Arison did. The Flyers move into, or I should say remain, I believe, in third place in the Metro. This was a Flyers team that in the beginning of the season, preseason, you can go back and hear some episodes that I said I was not concerned about where they stood in the standings, whether they were in the basement, whether they were towards um, the middle. Didn't matter to me. You know, I, I was really looking forward to watching a young team, see how they skate, evaluate the coaching, and see where we go from here. But ultimately, right now, the way they have played. Has made me start to reevaluate things. And now I'm more looking towards are we picking up playoff points? Are we able to, you know, finish games off? And how will the Flyers do now that they've got some mojo, that they're getting talked about nationally, specifically with the trade of Cutter Gauthier for a Jamie Drysdale in a second round pick? How will the Flyers play and how will they skate? Throughout the remainder of this season, because ultimately, you know we're 43 games in, um, and you know we got um, we got a, still a long road ahead of us, but we're the past the halfway point, and we're sitting here still fighting, still thriving. Let's see how this Flyers team does. You're four points over on the New York Islanders right now, and I'll be honest with you. Behind the Flyers, the New York Islanders, the New Jersey Devils, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Washington Capitals, those teams that are really still in reach, none of them necessarily, I don't want to say they're not in reach of the Flyers in terms of I don't think that they could catch them. I'm certainly not saying that. But I'm saying I don't understand why we can't skate with these guys. I mean, we're doing an excellent job this season of playing up to our opponents and to our opponent's level. I definitely think that's something that I want to see the Flyers continue to do, and this is the point in the season where I'm really going to be paying attention closely to see how they play. Because I think that so far we got we know who our guys are for the future. This rebuilding process that the Flyers are pushing in, this new era of orange as the um as the front office has coined it. This Flyers team right now is evaluated based off of how hard they've been playing, right? Like, how hard they've been skating. Are those winning pieces there? And I think the front office has made that decision. I think they know who they're going to be rolling with. For the most part, I think they know who they're going to be rolling with. Now it's a matter of, okay, who is going to be truly there when we need them the most down the stretch, who's going to be that guy? Who's headstrong enough? Who's got enough professional maturity to handle being one of the top teams in the NHL? I'll tell you what, Sean Couturier, Cam Atkinson, I think Nico Delorier, they've surprised me a lot. Their leadership in the in the locker room, I think, has really surprised me a lot moving forward throughout the season. I think the whole team is in in general, but I think your veterans, your older guys, they've done a terrific job. I cite those three because, you know, I think the younger guys kind of look up to them a little bit. Sure, certainly Sean Couturier, but I definitely think Nico Delorier because who's the guy that's always standing there at the end of the game, high in the guys, the last one to get into the locker room? It's Nico Delorier. Who's the guy handing out the dog mask at the end of the game? It's Delorier. So I think that's someone that, you know, the Flyers um, have picked out as, okay, that's the veteran leadership we need. Even if he doesn't bring it from a points perspective, Nico Deloria, I think, brings it a lot from a leadership perspective and not getting too down on himself or his teammates. And I really think that's one of the biggest differences you see from last year to this year. So, again, um, a great win and an exciting win, exciting last two wins, and hopefully they'll be able to make it, three, or four in a row, excuse me, but three um, out of three on this road trip. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of the 610 Podcast. We'll be back on shortly soon talking about the Philadelphia Flyers. And this is a Flyers team. I'll keep saying it. The mojo is changing in Philly. The Flyers are no longer the basement team. They're no longer the team that it's like, Okay, the Flyers lost again, oh whatever, you know, nope, the Flyers are on tonight. I didn't even know. Now it's kinda like, oh, the Flyers are on? Okay, let me see let me see a team with some heart play tonight. So thanks everyone for tuning in as always, and again, I will talk to you next time.